This is The Playbook. What are some of the other things that you've learned from speaking uh, from the stage? Lessons that, because a lot of people here, they want to be speakers. They want to be authors. What are some of those critical lessons as you look back when you first started, now that you're one of the world's greatest speakers, that you would love to share with people when they say, hey, Tim, I want to get started. What are some of the key lessons? Yeah, I think one of the things, as, as both of us have discussed before, I think everybody needs their, their secret sauce. Like, let's say for Ed Milet, it's, it's, it's Max Out. For Grant Cardone, it's 10X. For Tim Story, it was set back to come back. So uh, everybody needs that secret. So for a long time, what was yours? Because I feel like you have so many great secret thoughts. What, what was one of your first? You know, my first was gratitude. I, I, and I'm amazed, you know, saying thank you before you go to bed and when you wake up is the easiest way to change your life. And people through that learn coherence that, hey, even the simplest thing that's free takes 0.1 seconds to do. Everyone agrees is powerful. You can ask Deepak Sadhguru or Tim Story. They're yep. gonna tell you, Dave, gratitude's the secret sauce. But we forget to say thank you and we don't say thank you. So that's where I started. And then everything from there, forgiveness, accountability, inspiration, effective communication, daily practices all stem off of this mindset of being gracious, finding light, love and lessons. Well, I think that that's one of the best of all the ones that we have, because as you're saying, Gratitude is now and gratitude needs to be to our life. So that's awesome. But so as far as being a good speaker, number one, find your own secret sauce, which is like your own hook. Because then when people are trying to invite speakers, uh, they'll think, okay, should I get Dave or uh, uh, should I get Tim Story? Should I get, uh, who should I get, uh, Jim Quick? Uh, they're, they're thinking different names. A lot of times, because I'm with these guys, hook what is the hook what is somebody speaking on so have your secret sauce another thing is know your material so a secret of mine if you get uh, an hour i give no less than 10 to 15 hours study for one hour talk so it's it's coming it's coming hours by then and i think you're probably very similar in that way yeah, I know. And I've watched uh, and studied you of how that channeling process evolves from being well prepared. Uh, the other component is being able to tell a story. You know, I teach people lessons, but lessons through stories. And you're one of the best storytellers uh, in the world. And throughout time, I think that's how lessons are learned through their ability to communicate a story. Um, how do you practice telling stories or finding the stories that best articulate the lesson that you're trying to teach a big corporation, organization, or community? Okay, so on uh, Dave Meltzer's fifth anniversary, I'm going to give up a secret. Um, I study comedian. So in, in the early days when I first started, um, I would go even back to the Johnny Carson show when he would do the monologue. His monologues were always even David Letterman, great monologues. Jay Leno, great monologues. And then you get into some of the present day comedians. But I love to study comedians because so many of them are great tellers. They're great with their pace. 
the cadence. You know, I have a certain pace in my story. And I think the art of storytelling is almost a lost art that needs to come back. Because that's how me and you remember some of our best that is so true and it's no accident your name is tim story and my name means beloved servant david Meltzer. and uh I, I don't think those are coincidences now the last thing too is about the mindset that we need and our mindset i talked about gratitude you and i both agree on the importance of this ability to find the light the love and the lessons you wrote a book that changed my life uh and at the right time it was released in 2020 yeah, uh, you know, I was teaching a lot of mindset, hard set, and hand set, but I had still some, you know, baggage of my past. Uh, you know, coming from like you, more difficult circumstances, and I wanted to really understand the miracle mentality, and I was limiting myself until I read your book. And you know, no matter what level you are, and you know this from the circles of people that you were just discussing, who are all our friends, and we're blessed to share stages at time together. We're all limiting ourselves still. You know, what are the key takeaways from the miracle mentality? If you haven't bought this book, it changed my life, and it's changed millions of people's lives. So, you know, what is that idea of not limiting ourselves? This miracle mentality. Yeah, David. Thanks for that. Number one for saying that about the book. But I think that for me, the miracle mentality took me about 20 years to write, but it was like seven years of, of writing, but the, the, the 13 years was this observation. And what I found is that a lot of people, they were caught in what I call the mundane, the messy, and the, the mundane, the messy madness. All, all of us have been there before where the mundane is How's your family? Okay. How's your marriage? Okay. Job? Okay. So that's mundane. The messy is the disheveled. And life can get so messy so quick, mostly pandemic. Badness is a state of the child. I had a lot of chaos in my childhood, uh, being raised like in low, very chaos in your, in your childhood. So I feel like when you're in that mundane, messy madness, don't make room for the miracle. So you actually have to make room, make room for the space of the miracle. And that's what I talk about in this book of how to find clarity back to alignment. Well, Tim's story is a miracle, and I'm blessed to have you on the fifth year anniversary of the podcast. Of the over 1,200 guests, this man has had so much impact, so I wanted to invite him on not just for me but to my community i i'm blessed to see all the numbers of a podcast and see how many people download it how many people give a review when a certain guest is on and uh tim you are there right at the top of over 1200 from Zod guru to deepak chopra to tim's story you wouldn't believe the impact this man can have on your life please follow him he has over a million followers and he has millions around the world at Tim Story Official. Tim, thanks for joining me. Thank you, and happy anniversary. You got it, my friend. We'll see you soon. Let's do more. Take care. One of my heroes, one of my mentors, I'm always blessed because people ask me, who is it that mentors you? And uh, 
that's it, man. Uh, Tim Story. I got to do more with him. Every time I see him, I'm like, what is this genius doing? I got to figure it out. I want to be with him, raising and surrounding myself with the right people and the right ideas. Uh, go ahead, Jake. Uh, let's bring on our next guest. Go ahead and reset the room, and I'll bring Ben Baller up here. Perfect. Yes, and thank you, Tim Story. I'm sure we all know Tim here, but uh, Tim was setting Ben here. Baller in the house. What's up, buddy? What's up, man? How you doing, boss? I'm doing great, man. It's so good to see you. So <laughs> we, we've had this extraordinary Tim Story speaker, author, life coach, and I had to have for my fifth anniversary of my podcast, another one of the most downloaded episodes, you know, from Brett Favre to Cameron Diaz to Dan Aykroyd. Believe it or not, Ben Baller beat them all. And uh, it, it, it's amazing. And I think the reason is, is that entrepreneurship became heroic, right? It, it, it was amazing. I, I'll give you a quick story because this is your life too. And you surround yourself with from Kobe down, the biggest names in the world are, are, are your partners, clients and associates. So I'm at my studio at the Wynn. And I'm, you know, people, you come out of the studio, they want you to sign the book and take pictures. Matt Leinert and I were keynoting hashtag sports. Matt Leinert's waiting for me at the studio and nobody notices him. They don't ask for his autograph, right? And here I am. So I walk into the studio. I've known Matt since USC. And he's like, in what world is David Meltzer taking pictures and signing autographs and nobody's even asking me for a picture or an autograph? I said, this is the new world where Ben Baller and Dave Meltzer are the superheroes of entrepreneurship even more than the great quarterback, Matt Leinart. How has that changed for you, you know, with almost 2 million followers? I'm telling you, it's, an engage it's not the fake followers. Like, you know, I, I know real followers from fake because I get people on there with 10 million followers and nobody listens, right? I'm like, there's a problem here. That doesn't make any sense. When Ben Baller does something, the numbers jump. How has that transition worked for you? I mean... <sighs> It's interesting you say that, you know, like I, I look at a traditional celebrity, someone who's been in a film that um, Gus Van Sant has directed or Barry Levinson has directed. And you're like, okay, you grew up watching a movie. And you're like, this is a traditional movie star. You know, this is a person who's studied that, you know, the, the, the act of, you know, the art of, of being a thespian, right? And being behind a screen, I would say the real true thespians probably don't ever would ever do that just for fame, right? They're doing it for the craft and to, to really be that person. So like, I, it, it's, it's, a, it's a weird thing today. Like I just, I've been talking about it for the last 48 hours almost. But when I go to my store, sometimes it becomes a distraction. Cause I got people coming there that don't want to buy anything and they just kind of want to see me. And I'm like, yeah, I don't, I don't like, what is it that you want to see? Like, I'm, a, I'm an old man, right? Like what, what what's so interesting, right? They want to, do you want to see if I exist? I mean, I'm, I'm outside for real. You know what I mean? Like, it just doesn't make any sense. But I also noticed that, you know, I have a niche crowd, right? But, but it's also a really wide demographic. So in my age, usually their fan base might be, be somewhere between, I don't know, 38 to 55 or something. Well, my fan base is like, I mean, I can't believe when people come up to me and they're in their 60s or 70s. And I have people who are 17 and 23. So it's such a random wide demographic, you know, and people are like, hey, I don't know if you know this, but your show's number one in Botswana. I'm like, who do I know in Botswana? Like, you know, so like, it's just an interesting thing. Um, I was out in Kansas one time trying to get just some, a snack at a gas station. And someone made it, uh, you know, like pulled around. I thought, okay, you know what? No big deal. 
And when I saw them turn around and come over, he's like, I thought that was you. I'm like, how the hell would you have seen? Like, what, what made you think, like, I didn't tell anybody I was going to be here. So, you know, when you start getting noticed in, in, in small cities, it's, it's really strange. And I, I remember Matt back in the day, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, I was friends with Reggie Bush during those days, you know, he's, he's yeah. a legend. It's not right, you know what I mean? So like, you know, I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. Um, I'm, I'm blessed to have a, a good uh, audience and demographic and get, have good engagement. I think what the man was saying before, I'm sorry, I didn't catch his name, but- Tim Story, That's, you gotta meet him. He's another one of your kind. He's awesome. Right. You know, he, he said something and I had lunch yesterday with Jimmy Jam. He's one, probably one of the greatest producers ever. He wrote and you know produced almost every Janet Jackson hit and this guy is telling me a crazy story about him and Prince and how Prince kicked them out of the group. And he said that it was a blessing because he missed a flight to produce an SOS band record. And the weather is what made him miss his flight. But that ended up being the biggest thing ever because he produced a, you know, a huge song and um, it ended up being a blessing in disguise. And he was telling me this, he's like, Ben, you're good at telling stories. He's like, you're good at making people feel a certain way. When you're with me, you're, you're complimenting me. You're telling me, she goes, yeah, I'm telling you, you, you know how to get, you know, someone to like you. And I was like, I never looked at it that way, right? Making someone feel a certain way. So I don't remember how, how we even connected, Dave, but um, it, it's interesting because I gravitate towards two areas. The ones that were there before me and then the ones that are the youth. I'm interested in what makes them tick, you know? But at the same time, like, I'm listening to certain things, but you know, I'm, I'm definitely stuck into an old mindset. You know, like when people say like, it's sad when people say someone like Dan Aykroyd, my, a lot of my fan base wouldn't even know who Dan Aykroyd was. I'm like, come on, man, are you kidding me? Like, <laughs> you know, and like, just things like that kind of, they, they struck, they strike me and they kind of, they kind of make me sad. And like, I'm thankful to have grown up in the generation that I have. Like, I'm thankful that I got to see Johnny Carson do a monologue. I'm thankful to be able to see a lot of these things, you know? And, and um, I don't know. I, I, I really wish I could explain it, it's, but it has definitely changed because um, I have such a, I mean, it's, when I say, I mean, I do have one, you know, main area of, of, of audience that I, I can, I, I know that is there, like, and they're the guys who collect shoes and, and are sports fans and, you know, certain things. But then I have like a totally, I like Justin Bieber fans that follow me. I have, you know, random people. So I don't know. It is amazing because I think you and I do have that spectrum of, you know, I talk about my business partners, Lee Steinberg and Warren Moon, and kids look at me and ask me, who's Warren Moon? And I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, and, and some of them are young black quarterbacks that I'm talking to thinking, hey, I'm showing off for this kid. I'm going to tell him I was business partners with the greatest, <laughs> you know, quarterback, let alone black quarterback, the only one in the Hall of Fame right? The only one in the Hall of Fame, both Canadian and U.S., by the way. And this kid's looking at me going, yeah, yeah, who's that? But then I tell him Jason Maslow from Nickelodeon in, you know, the big rush tour, you know, I'm having on the podcast and he freaks out that, you know, I know this kid. Um, your podcast is called Behind the Baller Podcast with Ben Baller. And uh, I also, one of the greatest moments uh, in a lesson that I learned, you were, you know, one of the most downloaded podcasts I've ever had. You know the big names. Like I say, Sad Guru, people aren't even impressed. They don't know who that is. But I think it's amazing that Ben Baller can have more downloads than Deepak Chopra and Sad Guru combined. But you said, you said something that just excited me when we were interviewing. You said, you stopped for a moment. You said, David, nobody 
has ever asked me that question. And that became a really important part of my podcast with 1,200 episodes because you set the standard of, David, you cannot ask whatever you, because I get, you know, Cameron Diaz, you don't want to ask about her movie. You want to ask her shit that she's never seen. Sadhguru, I asked him, I said, how do you dummy down your shit so people understand it? And he thought it was the greatest question anyone had ever asked him. Uh, for you, how do you find those questions? Is it your curiosity? What drives you to find out stuff about people that nobody knows? It's funny you say that. Um, congrats, by the way, again, on, on, on your milestone. Um, I just hit three years this week. And my 300th episode, we pushed back for a certain reason. And um, with certain guests, uh, let's just say someone like Kim Kardashian or something, right? I'm like, hey, listen, I already know off top, this isn't a gossip podcast. We're not going to sit and talk about your love life. I don't want to know about Kanye. I know Kanye. I don't want to know about these things. Okay, let's talk about your entrepreneurship. Let's talk about, let's talk about what really, I mean, okay, there's popularity, but at the same time, like, you know, what do you really know about your, your, your audience and, and certain things like that? And there's other things that I want, like what, what, why is, you know, why is this one makeup thing? Why is Skims doing so much better than another brand? I mean, I mean, of course you have a celebrity name, but I mean, there's a lot of people who have celebrity names that can't transfer it or, you know, make it into dollars. And I just think about other things that make them think about things. And if we got to stop, that's fine. Because you know what? A pocket can be edited. If it was video, it's different. It's just a traditional thing where I want them to think about something. So if I watch four or five interviews, I'm shocked that all five interviews are the same questions. So you like Cabo San Lucas. Okay, <laughs> wow. Oh, so I noticed that you like, you know, Cartier bracelets. I was like, what the fuck are you talking about, man? Come on, bro. Like, have you studied anything? You know what I mean? Have you ever spoken in front of USC Business Club? Have you done anything locally? Have you blah, blah, whatever? What charities have you bought? Just something that would just make you be like, oh, I wasn't ready for that question. Anything, you know, like, damn. Like, hey, what perfume did you wear today? I don't know anything that would take them off and trigger. So I'm getting a real answer, you know, and yeah. pretty much, um, you know, I never thought I'd be doing this, you know, and, and, and so I, I have to learn from people like you or other people who have been around traditionally in, 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 in a podcast uh, world. And I, I'm still learning every day, you know, so that, that's really it. It's amazing too. I look back five years, uh, I was with Gary Vaynerchuk, helping him with the sports agency, right? Doing what I do, just, consulting to build a sports agency for AJ. And he listened to my radio show. I had a syndicated normal, you know, like Jim Layritz, Sports Blender, right? And it was Gal Media and it was a radio show. And he said to me, why don't you have a podcast? And I, this is how I answered five years ago, because there's 200,000 podcasts. Why would I start up? There's too many podcasts today. And it, it shocked me because I didn't realize your podcast is only three years old and People have to have the mindset. You have that winner mindset. You, like me, we built ourselves on frequency. We surrounded ourselves with the people with a higher frequency and asked them to learn and for help. And that's what Ben Baller means to me. You're a dear friend, buddy. Uh, your business acumen, your personality, and your truth are what I admire the most. And I hope everybody joins you on your third anniversary. Let me know so we can promote the shit out of that. Uh, oh, I appreciate it. All you gotta do is ask for help. I'm of service to you, man. Congratulations on all your success. Thank you for everything. Real quick, man, I just want to say something like 200,000, that's insane, right? When we had started, my producers have been producing Michael Rapport's show for 
over five years. And like, like Ben, today, right now, there's 700 something thousand podcasts. It was a low number, like maybe 700, 8,000 podcasts. After like a year, it was like 900. There's in the, it's like maybe 2 million right now. And I'm yeah, like- over 2 million. <laughs> damn. So I was like, thank God I got in at the right time, you know? So I don't know. That's what I say. Thank God I got in the right time. And that's what Gary says. Thank God he got in on the right time as well. Uh, we make our time. If it was easy, everybody would do it. Yeah. Uh, thank you, brother. I look forward to doing more with you as well. You just give me a call. Thanks for joining us. I appreciate you, Dave. You're awesome, brother. Take care. Right, thanks. The incredible Ben Baller. If you have not followed Ben, if you don't know Ben, if you don't listen to his podcast, The Baller Podcast with Ben Baller, you're missing out, everybody. Uh, this is real. I wanted everybody to learn how to be persistent and patient. It's never too late is the message today uh, as we're five years into a podcast that I thought I was too late to create and these incredible people and guests. And it's not just the big names like Tim Story, one of the greatest uh, thought leaders in the world, speaker, author, life coach. It's not just Ben Baller, one of the greatest entrepreneurs in the world, the jeweler to the stars, the collector, the, the athlete, the amazing guy that he is. Uh, but I save best for last, and I'm gonna save him for a minute. Jake, why don't you reset the room and then we'll bring on our last guest, then we'll take Q&A. Does that sound fair? That sounds amazing. Thank you, Dave. Quickly resetting the room here on Clubhouse. Welcome, everybody. This is the Breakfast with Champions here on Clubhouse. Today, we are celebrating the fifth year anniversary of the podcast, The Playbook. If you haven't downloaded or subscribed yet, the Apple link is here on the Clubhouse. Please go to Spotify as well, called The Playbook. Leave a review on Apple. Rate the show on Spotify. We just had Tim Story and Ben Baller come on. Two podcast guests for The Playbook that came on to share their lessons and stories. Let's also take a quick second. Let's share here on Clubhouse, share in text, share in Twitter. The link here to Clubhouse so everybody can join. Also, if you have a question you'd like to ask, just back channel me, back channel David, or raise your hand, and we will aim to bring you up. So with that in mind, I will pass it back over to you, Dave. We'll bring on our last guest before we take questions. Yeah, no, thank you. Make sure people are still inviting more people. Uh, the nice blessing about this is you can still throughout the show invite your friends, associates, family members, because this last guest you don't want to miss. If you're thinking about building your brand, if you're thinking about building and marketing your business, your solution, yourself, or all of the above, you got to listen to this next guy because, uh, you know, I'm uh, blessed to have a, a vibrant coaching, uh, brand coaching, podcast, speaking, writing book, uh, business. And, and it is a business because I, I do charge for that. Uh, I do hopefully everything I can for free, my books, my 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 trainings, everything I can for free. But this guy came to me and said, I want you to be my coach. And I said, oh, okay, what, what do you do? He's like, I own a barbecue restaurant in, uh, in San Diego. And I'm like, oh, what, downtown? No, you, you probably don't know where, where it is. It's a small little part of, of San Diego. And, uh, and I said, oh, you know, I'm from San Diego. And he, he tells me where he's from. I'm like, really? And I said, well, you know, I, I have free trainings on Friday, buddy. Uh, just come, listen, and, uh, you know, maybe join my, my group on Mondays and I can help you out. He said, no, no, no. I, I want to be uh, a digital hospitality brand. I'm like, digital hospitality? What are you talking about? And meanwhile, uh, this guy has built an empire. 
uh, he's a small business owner who is now the leading media marketing coach for restauranteurs. He has the biggest digital hospitality podcast. He is a proud new dad, a, a host, a, a unbelievable mind. And I am just so glad that I was able to work with him. I think even his single location has generated over 25 million in sales uh, because of his knowledge of being a digital hospitality guru. I wanna welcome as our last guest for my fifth anniversary of the podcast, Sean Walchef, welcome to the big Friday celebration. What's going on? Oh, hold on one second. It would help if I, I, I join him. <laughs> Sorry, I'm, I'm waiting here. I'm, I'm a professional, I, I apologize. Uh, let, let me get Sean on here. Uh, there we go, joining him in. There he is. David, I knew I'd, how are you, Sean? Anniversary, five years. I know. Well, I know you, unlike me, you had a very open mind of the possibilities, probabilities, and perspective. Um, you know, what was going through your mind when, you know, you're catering my live trainings on Friday, telling me, hey, I got this idea. Can you help me? You know, and I'm literally, I'm a pretty open-minded person. I'm thinking, brother, you got to crawl before you walk, before you run. You are not going to be able to have a, a digital hospitality media company off of barbecue. Well, I think the reason why I was attracted to you, I mean, like, like you say always is, is we learn through lessons and stories. And you're the one that's taught me why I love Shakespeare as much as I love Shakespeare. Because we talk about the stage theory, and it's something that the more that I hear you speak about it, the more that it resonates with me as a small business owner who literally struggled very much in 2008 when we opened up our restaurant trying to figure out how do we get traction how do we build a great restaurant how do we have great hospitality but then nobody was coming to tell our story you know there was no legacy media i didn't have the local news kusi or fox 5 coming down to to do stories about us i didn't have you know sports radio all those things came later once we started using the internet to tell our story and once i found you once i heard your truth on Scott Kaplan's show, I said, I got to find out who David Meltzer is. And I look up David Meltzer and you had just started really putting out a lot of content on different platforms. And it was the one video, it was the video of you and your son at the Super Bowl where you had tickets to go to the game and yet you didn't go to the game. You took the plane back to be with your son. And that video didn't have many views, but it touched my soul and I said, this guy is doing the things that I want to do in the barbecue business and the stadium business and the hospitality business, but he's also starting to utilize all of these different platforms. I mean, when I first started coaching with you, uh, you had like 40,000 followers on IG. Now you have half a million. You've got over 1,200 guests on the show. I mean, the fact that I'm behind Tim Story and Ben Baller, it's absolutely incredible, but it's the consistent, persistent pursuit, the thing that you teach me every single day. And what's really been incredible is that I've been podcasting for five years as well, but working with you, you've taught me to lean in more, to make that exponentially even more powerful by partnering with bigger stages, back to Shakespeare, going on bigger stages with entrepreneur.com. So now I'm with restaurant influencers. Our show is going to millions of people. Literally, I have the, the president of Applebee's reaching out to me to be on my show. And it's absolutely incredible because this is just the beginning. So, I mean, I can't thank you enough. I want to ask you a question. My sure, go ahead. And since I've got you in front of a captive audience, can you take 
because for people that haven't started, it's easy for us to say start and then you have a five-year head start. You actually have a 22-year head start for all of these Friday coachings that now you're just distributing. Can you give people the best advice that they can have with the Shakespeare stage theory? Yeah, well, it's the same advice I got from Gary Vaynerchuk for the first year of our co-mentoring situation. You got to create more content, more and more and more until the people that love you the most, until your family and friends are like, Hey man, you post too much. You haven't even hit the minimum. So, you know, the biggest thing that's stopping people from understanding 7.6 billion people in your audience at all times, at all times. I posted a video uh, on the BS of, you know, people standing in front of cars that they don't own, houses that they're using. <laughs> and like, I'm thinking to myself every day, I'm getting more and more people that are reaching out for my free book, right? I've been giving away my book since I've known you, yep. right? Yep. I give it away, I pay for shipping, I pay for the book, I sign each and every one. Now I'm in trouble because the stage theory of capturing what I do, modifying it, because I'm getting better at capturing it, right? There's certain angles, certain, and the iPhone's so powerful, but I, I, I capture it better, I modify it, for all the different places, Clubhouse, I have 67,000 people registered on the webinar every Friday. Used to show up with 67 people live to eat <laughs> your barbecue. Now it's a thousand times that. Then you have IG and TikTok and all these. So you modify it, same exact capture, right? They only film me once. Yes. But then they modify it all these different ways with different captions, different colors, different partners. Then it's amplified, not just on the platform, but with the people on the platform, yep. the right people. So when I do something like this, when we're done, Sean's gonna get, Tim Story's gonna get, Ben Baller's gonna get a whole bunch of pictures and videos for each of the different platforms that they're gonna send out. So Ben Baller has 1.9 million people on IG. Tim Story has 1.2 million people on IG. And they're gonna post it because I've modified to highlight Tim Story's book or Ben Baller's podcast. It, it's a third party validation, but I've done all the post-production work of it. Yes. And then what makes it really cool, which you're learning now, is the patience and persistence equals the aggregate effect or compound interest of your community. Meaning every single thing that we've done together and separately over five years is available today. Yep. So the videos or the, you know, my TED talk that was years ago, gets more views today than when I get, got it, when I did it. And this perpetual system, and why do we call it the stage theory? Because Shakespeare said, the whole world is your stage. And nobody's getting that still today. Even the biggest names aren't getting the size, scope, and scale of 7.6 billion. He also said, because we're both Shakespeare students, he said what? He said, to thine own self be true. Now, when you lived in Spring Valley, California, population, 36,000 people, and people told you, oh yeah, to thine own self be true, and you're walking around, if there was no media, social media, and you're walking around saying, hey, I'm gonna have my barbecue 
lessons and I'm going to be a, a marketing guru for stores around the country and the world, Toast and Apple CEO and the biggest companies and the biggest entrepreneur magazine in the world. Entrepreneur magazine and media is going to promote me. If that's to thine own self be true, everybody would laugh at you, scoff at you and make fun of you. And you would never have the frequency or the neighborhood to make it happen. Now, if you have the frequency, you have the neighborhood. I'm going to repeat that. If you have the frequency, you now have the neighborhood. So yes, you could be in the project sitting on your, you know, fold up chair drinking a 45, but your neighborhood is not the projects in the fold up chair drinking a 45. Your frequency is unlimited to the 7.6 million billion be 7.6 billion people. That's what you represent to me, my friend. Now, I'm going to take some Q&A from everyone else. If you haven't checked out Sean, please do. He is my A student in the whole. He's the example that you come, we can build it if you believe, think, say, do, and feel exactly like Sean does. Sean, where can people listen to you? Where can people find you? Uh, you can follow me at Sean P. Walchef, S-H-A-W-N-P-W-A-L-C-H-E-F. If you want to see how to turn a, your business into a media company, you can go to our barbecue media website, which is calibbq.media. We believe in it so much, we made it our URL. So, yeah, check us it's out. crazy. I, I had the founder, the, the founder of, uh, of Sweet Ray's Barbecue, right? Yeah. This guy calls me and he tells me, yeah, Sean, Sean told me I need you to, to mentor me. <laughs> and and they, they own like ridiculous market share. Correct. Uh, sweet, you know, yeah. baby, ra baby, what, what's it? Sweet, sweet baby race. Barbecue sauce. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and this guy's referred by you, right? I'm thinking, how is this guy so big now that he's sending me deals? And I just want to thank you. Uh, everyone, remember the key to, if you like a podcast and, and it's bullshit that you have to do this, but why is it important to download a podcast uh, and to review it or rate it, review it on Apple or rate it? The reason isn't ego that, you know, we want to see that. The reason is the more people that rate it and review it, they give it more presence to more people to access it. So if you like the lessons and stories of the podcast that you're listening to, the best thing you can do for these people, and I'm asking anyone that likes us, please, rate it or review it by the way did you see whose name just crossed because you and i are los angeles charger fans that was austin eckler austin. just joined us uh we can't wait season that's two. our boy man that's our boy he, he i went to practice yesterday and he made my son's year he was so gracious he gave my son his gloves he signed the gloves but he also took the time he brought over justin herbert and he's like hey Justin, have you met Dave Meltzer and introduced my son? Unbelievable. And he hasn't forgotten, uh, Austin, how you can change somebody's life just with some, you know, he has changed my son and his friend's lives. I, I remember Tony Gwynn giving me, you know, that ball years and years ago. And when I was older and got to work with Tony Gwynn or, or Dr. J, who treated me so fine uh, when I was 12, uh, Austin, I heard you stayed two hours signing autographs, two hours after, you know, camp. Uh, man, if you're not an Austin Eckler fan on the field, please make sure you're an Austin Eckler fan off the field uh, because his off the field presence is going to be much longer and even bigger than being an all pro running back for the soon to be Super Bowl champions 
the Los Angeles Chargers. All right, man. Go Bolts. Sean, go. thanks for joining me on my fifth year anniversary Congrats. of my podcast. You and the entire team. I know how hard your team works behind you, but David, you're a, you're a gift. Thank you.